I, I kind of feel like instead of saying, woo, you all should say, ow! Oh, there we go. All right. Oh, you're good. Some of you are really good at that. Well, how are we doing, Hume Lake? We're good? Is anybody sleepy already? All right, listen, put your hands down because this is not the time. So give yourself a little slap. Open up your eyeballs a little bit. Okay, we got to get going here, all right? Now, uh, let me uh, introduce myself a little bit. Uh, Biscuit told you a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Chip, and I'm from Fresno. We got any Fresnans here? Yeah, all right, good. That's all right. Hey, we're, I, I'm not partial. I actually live in Clovis, so it's all good. No big deal. Um, and uh, my job is, is uh, I'm a family pastor, but my favorite thing that I love to do is work with what I call preteens. And preteens, that's you all, all right? And uh, let me introduce you. Well, first, let me tell you this. As my name is Chip, like, you can call me Pastor Chip. You could call me Chocolate Chip, Tortilla Chip, Frito-Lay, Doritos. I don't care. Just don't call me Buffalo Chip. Do you know what a Buffalo Chip is? It's... It's P-O-O-P, yeah, all right, you guys know. Okay, good. Um, this, by the way, is my family, okay? Everybody say hi. Okay, so uh, this is, Miles is on the left. He's a junior at Masters University down in Southern California. Woo! Okay, cool. Um, on the right is my middle, that's Ty. He's a freshman at Liberty University in Virginia, and uh, and then... And then next to him in the hat, that's Eli. He's my youngest. He's a senior in high school at Clovis High. And, uh, and then my wife, that's Tara Jo. Isn't she, like, stunningly beautiful? I know. I know that's what you're thinking. Um, we've been married for 22 years. Let me just tell you this. As you can see, my boys all get their good looks from me. Uh, yeah. But that's because their mom still has hers. Hey, anyone, okay, it's going to be that kind of week. Okay, um, so you know a little bit about me. Uh, I want to know a little bit about you. On the count of three, just yell out as loud as you can where you're from. One, two, three, go. Okay, I got it. Modest, wait, wait, Modesto, Fresno, Merced. Oh, those two. Okay, good. All right, you guys got it. All right. Um, okay, on the count of three, yell out your favorite food. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, good. All right. You guys are good at this. I see you can yell things. Now, like I said, sixth graders, raise your hand if you're a sixth grader. Good. Okay. Raise your hand if it's been a long time since you've been in sixth grade. Okay, good. All right. We have those. Now, now, here's the thing. I love teaching sixth graders about the Bible, about God's word, because you all are at the coolest age in your life. Let me tell you. Because you're at this point right now where you're in this age of discovery. And, and, these, and these things are starting to happen in your brains that I don't know that you realize this, but your brains are actually moving from this kind of concrete way of thinking where everything just is because it is to this more abstract, like, and you're starting to ask the why questions. And so I love getting to hang out with sixth graders. It's my absolute favorite. Now, here's my hope is this week, y'all are gonna have so much fun playing games, getting to see Dogtopia skits. You're gonna get to be learning all this science stuff. It's gonna be a blast. But my hope and my prayer, boys and girls, is that we make this and learning from God's word as much fun. All right, so we're gonna have a lot of fun. So do me a favor, real quick. I know Biscuit just prayed, but bow your heads with me and let me pray and just open this up. 
Daddy, we do just ask that you bless your word as we pour through it tonight, that it would pierce our hearts and our minds, that we would grow closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all human like sit. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Now, ordinarily, I want, okay, uh, everyone turn to the book of John. Uh, Biscuit said this is where we're going to be, so turn to the book of John. If you don't know where John is, it's on the right side of your Bible, four books in, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. No, we're not going to book five. We're on just four here, okay? All right. All right. Okay, we're going to be in John, all right? Now, here's the thing. I want you to turn to John chapter 8. Now, here's the deal. I know when we start reading a book, you always start at the very beginning, very good place to start. Do you guys know what that's from? What's it from? Oh, good. Okay. We have some cultured people here. Okay. But we're going to start today in the middle, in the middle of the book. So turn to John chapter 8, verse 31 through 32. All right. I think a lot of times they're going to be up on the screen like that. So if you don't turn fast enough, that's okay. You can just follow along. Okay. But John 8, 31 through 32. Now, I need someone who has it right now. Do you have it right now? Are you there? Yeah? Okay. Come up here. Come here. Yeah, you. What up? Come on. Come on. What's up? What's your name? Seth. Seth. Okay, Seth, step forward. Okay. Well, not that far forward. I don't want you to fall off the thing. Nice crocs, homie. Okay. Now, Seth, I want you to read for us uh, very, very loud, John 8, 31 to 32. Can you do that? I just lost it. Oh, you lost it? Okay. okay. 31. Okay, really loud, 31 to 32. Okay, listen. All right. Did you guys catch that? Give Seth a big hand. All right. So if you, if you notice, John said the words, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Right? Is that what it said? Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question, Seth, and you can answer this to everybody. How would you define the word truth? Not lying. Okay, not lying. That's not bad. Seth, I need you to kind of be a judge for me right here. Okay, we've got people that are going to start raising their hands about what they think truth is. Okay, and we're going to point to them. I'm going to say go, and then they're going to give an answer. And this is the deal, Seth. I need you to tell me what the best answer is. Can you do that for me? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Seth. Man, this guy's good. Okay, okay. Yes, ma'am. What do you think truth is? Okay, all right. Cool. That's a good one. Did you hear that one? Okay, not bad. Okay, yeah, uh, in the black and the glasses. What, God? Man, this must be a bunch of Christian schools right now. Okay, let's back up here. Just what is truth? What does the word truth mean even? Give me something simple. Uh, right there in the, yeah, you. The right thing no matter what. Okay, catch that. Okay, yes, sir. Being completely real and not lying. Okay, way in the back in the beanie. Jesus, again, we got Christian schools here, don't we? Okay, last one right there. Yeah, right there. Not lie, not lie. That's good. Okay, so give me, uh, what do you think? Give me, the, who do you think had the best answer? Which one? The guy right there in the curly hair? All right. Uh, can you do me a favor? Tell him, great job, go hand him that candy bar, and then you can go take a seat. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah. 
Welcome to the club. All right. All right. Now, here's the deal. Okay. So, what, yeah, you can go sit down. So what I heard, what I heard was a pretty good answer that you guys are talking about truth. Is truth is simply what is real, what is actual, right? That's what truth is. It's the actual thing that happened, okay? And you guys are at an age right now where you start to understand something new about truth. Um, and see, when you're a kid, you accept things simply because somebody tells you that they're true. Let me give you an example of this. When I was a little kid, I had an Uncle Rudy, all right? Rudy, Rudy. Okay, he wasn't like that, okay? Big, big dude. Okay, now Rudy, my Uncle Rudy, told me when I was a kid that cooked carrots are poisonous. Hey, no, 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 but here's the thing. I, I accepted because I was just a kid that that was a true statement that cooked carrots were poisonous. Y'all, I am not lying about this. It wasn't until I got married 22 years ago that my wife made cooked carrots in our first year that we were getting married. And I said, babe, I can't eat those. They're poisonous. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? And she, I said, cooked carrots are poisonous. You can't cook them. And she's like, who told you that? I said, my Uncle Rudy. I just believed my Uncle Rudy because he was an adult and, and he spoke truth and, and so I just accepted it. But you all are getting to the point now where you're starting to think a little bit more like you don't just accept what somebody tells you. You can start thinking about whether it's true or not, whether it's real, and you think about what truth is and what truth comes from. Now, let me go down the rabbit hole just a little bit deeper on this, okay? Because what truth is what's real, what's actual, what's a fact. But basic truth can be changed, okay? So you can see the back of this paper right now is just white, right? That's a truth. This paper is white. Can we all agree on that? But if I draw on it a picture of a rabbit or something, I'm a terrible drawer, so I'm not going to do that for you, then does the truth about what's on this page change? Yes, okay? So that's truth. Truth can change. However, and Biscuit alluded to this, there's a different word called absolute truth. Say that with me, one, two, three. Absolute truth in rhythm, homie, in rhythm. Absolute truth. Good, okay, now you got it. Now, here's the thing, okay? Absolute truth is something that is true at all times. It's unchanging. It cannot be changed. It is truth. And as Biscuit was telling you all, there is absolute truth that exists in this world. And that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about tonight is absolute truth. Let me give you a little bit of an example of this, okay? This, this is a disc of mine, okay? This is yellow. Now, this disc happens to be called Fred. Everybody say, hello, Fred. And yes, I name all my discs. Who doesn't, right? Okay, anyway. Anybody play disc golf out there? Okay, a few guys. Cool, okay. Okay, so now listen. Okay, I, this is what I want you to understand about absolute truth, okay? Uh, what shape is Fred? It's a circle, okay? Listen, that is true. That is an absolute truth about Fred. He is a circle. That cannot change. He is a circle. Now, Fred could tell you that he really wants to be a square. But what is Fred? He's a circle. See, Fred could even say, oh, listen, y'all, I really, really want you to call me a square. Like, I'm tired of being a circle. I want to be something different. Can you please just call me a square? Does that change what Fred is? No, no Fred's a circle. Let me, let me give it to you like this. What color is Fred? Yellow. Yellow. Okay, now here's the thing. You all could be colorblind, and you could look at Fred, and you could say, no, Fred's gray to me. 
And then, but does that change the fact that Fred is actually yellow? Even though he looks great to you, does that change the fact that he's yellow? You could paint Fred blue, but underneath, Fred would always be what? Yellow. Yellow. Man, you all are smart. Smart. I like what they're doing in Christian schools. Now, you've got the hang of this, okay? That is absolute truth. It's it's something that doesn't change. And we're going to talk tonight about how God orchestrated, how he created, how he put into motion all of the absolute truths in the world. Turn back to John 1, 1. Now we're going to look at the beginning. John 1, 1, all right? It says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now look, this verse right here, there's a lot to tackle, simply put, but I want to start a little bit backwards on this. Did, did you notice it says, in the beginning was the word? In the beginning, in the beginning. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. Does anybody think they've heard? Wait, wait where? Genesis. Genesis. Okay, you don't need to turn there, but if you know Genesis 1.1, it's going to be up on your screen. It says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In fact, guys and girls, if you read through the first few chapters of Genesis, you see that God created the earth in six literal days. In six days, God created the whole earth. Now, here's the question I want us to think about a little bit. If God created the earth, and don't answer this. I just want you to think, okay? If God created the earth, who created God? Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a trick question, is it? I, I think most of you guys are smart enough to know this, is that, look, here's our first absolute truth. Now, this is what I want you to do. In your books, in your notes, I want you guys to write down these absolute truths as we go. And our first absolute truth that we're going to talk about this week is this, is that God has always existed. God has always existed. Isaiah 40, 28 says, have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God. Psalm 90, verse 2 says, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth of the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The word everlasting simply means that God is forever. He always has been. He always will be. God has always existed. Look at me. God was never created. He's always been. Everybody take your hands and go, because that's a mind blower to me, right? God was never, ever created. He always has been. Let me me pull Fred back out to help you guys kind of understand this a little bit, okay? Uh, I need a volunteer. Uh, You right there in the bandana. Come up here. Come here, come here, come here. Hurry, hurry. Hurry, corre, come on. Okay. What's your name? Isabella. Isabella. Hello, Isabella. Okay. Isabella, here's Fred. Can you point onto Fred where Fred starts, please? No, no. Where does he start? Can you point to where he starts? No. There's n- you can't? I don't know what it says. I don't, hmm. Can you tell me where Fred ends? P- p- let's try that. Where does Fred end? Along that, can you tell me where Fred no. No end? No start? No. Okay, good job. Good job. Everybody clap it up for Isabella. Listen, listen, listen. 
God's kind of like a circle. Now, this isn't a perfect analogy, so you theologians out there, don't get on me, okay? I get it. But listen, God's a lot like a circle in that if you have a circle, there's no start. There's no end to a circle. It just always is. You can't point to a moment. Now, if we have a line, we can say the line starts here and the line ends here, but God's not a line. God has no beginning. God has no end. God is eternal. God always is. There's no start. There's no beginning. There's no end. That's God because what's our first absolute truth that God has always existed. Come on, say that with me. Be awake here. God has always existed. That's right. And now listen, the world will try to teach you things about evolution and, and, and the world starting at Big Bang. But here's the problem with that, guys and girls, is they'll, they'll try to tell you that the world was started from some supercharged particle. But the question is, if it started with a supercharged particle, where did that particle come from? And if you have an answer for that, then you have to ask, where did that come from? And if you have an answer for that, you have to ask where that came from. If you have an answer for that, you have to ask where that came from. Do you get where I'm going with this? At some point, something in the world has to be eternal. Something has to have never been created. And guys and girls, that is God. And because God is the creator of all things, that also means that he is the author of truth. In fact, that's our absolute truth number two that I want you to write down. Okay, you ready? Is that God is the creator and source of all truth. God is the creator and source of all truth. While you're writing that down, let me read for you Genesis 1.1 again that says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The everlasting God created all things, including all truth and absolute truth. Uh, check this out in Psalm 93, verses 6 through 9. You don't have to turn there. It'll be up on the screen. But Psalm 33, 6 through 9 says this. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea, and in a heap, he puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Listen to this. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. So guys and girls, the everlasting God, the God who has no beginning, no end, the everlasting God put everything into existence simply by breathing it out. Listen, let me tell you a quick story about my son, Eli. Eli, he's a senior in high school. When he was transitioning from eighth grade to his freshman year, the high school leaders actually went and picked them up out of bed in the morning, and they brought them. They didn't get to brush their teeth, comb their hair, put on deodorant, like they smelled, like, right? You know what I mean? And so Eli gets to this, and they line up all the freshmen, the incoming freshmen, and they decided to do a bad hair uh, contest to see how their hair was, and a bad breath contest. Yeah, you know where this is going. And, they, and, and so the female leader goes up, and she's like smelling breasts, and, pe- and she's like, whoa. And she gets up to Eli's, Eli, true story. She gets up to Eli, and Eli goes, oh, and the lady passed out. <laughs> like dropped, I don't know if it's like a full pass out, but she, it dropped her to the ground. His breath was so bad, it was gnarly. Anyway, my point is, when Eli or I or you, for that matter, breathe, 
Sometimes bad things happen like people pass out. When God, the everlasting God, breathes, stuff is made. Stuff is created. Like, this is amazing. Okay, I need another volunteer real fast. Uh, somebody from the back. Somebody from the back. Uh, girl in the yellow beanie. and uh, Come up here. Hustle. Run, 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 run. This is super cool. This is super cool. Okay. Stand up. Come on. Please stand up. Please stand up. Okay. God, I told you, I bust into songs every once in a while. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, this is a golf ball. All right? This is a golf ball. Okay, so hold the golf ball. At, what's your name? Izzy. Izzy. Wait, we just had Izzy Bella. Okay, sorry. Okay, Izzy. Is your full name Isabella? Yes. Oh, gosh. We can't have you. Get down. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay, Izzy. Izzy. Kind of like the drink. Thank you. You know what I'm talking about. Those are cool, right? Yeah, Izzy's. Okay. Okay, Izzy. Izzy, hold the golf ball up really clearly. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, so let's pretend, let's pretend, and, and by the way, I'm just going to let you be totally honest here. I, I stole this from a guy named Louis Giglio, okay, so a cool pastor. I didn't steal it. I'm, 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 it's good. I want you to understand this, okay? Right, right. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, so look. Okay, so earth. This represents the earth. Golf ball, the earth. Okay, Izzy, can you point where on the earth you are? Just anywhere. It's fine. Perfect. Oh, yeah, she's right there. Hume Lake. I see it. Okay, good job. Great job, Izzy. Okay, now, here's the deal, okay? This is mind-blowing here. Okay, here we go. Okay, ready? Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so let's pretend the earth is a golf ball. The sun would be 15 feet in diameter compared to this golf ball, okay? So if this is the earth, Izzy, hold it up with some pride, girl. Okay, good. This is the earth. The sun would be like the size from like here to like here, that big around, meaning 960,000 golf balls could fit, earths could fit into the sun. 960,000. That's a lot. So is the sun like huge? And God breathed the earth. He breathed the sun into existence. Now, we haven't gotten anywhere yet, okay? You ready? Okay, this up on the screen is Beetlegeist, okay? It, it's not, you've been told wrong. Okay, now listen. Okay, so here's the deal. It is 420, are you a science teacher? Then zip it. Just kidding. All right, I, I love you guys. I'm kidding. Okay, now here's the deal. Okay, you ready for this? Beetlejuice. Beetle guys, whatever you want to call it, okay? Beetle thing is 427 light years away, okay? And you want to know how big it is? Listen to this. This is crazy, okay? It's twice the size of, you think I'm going to say the sun? No. Oh, no, no, no. It's twice the size of the orbit the earth takes around the sun. Holy cow. That's how big this beetle thing is. It's Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. It's the height as if, okay, put that down on the ground. Or, or like just touch it on the ground. Okay, look at Okay, that's the earth, right? No, hold it there. I don't want it to roll away. Okay, good. If you stacked golf balls up, it would be the height of six Empire State buildings. In other words, listen to this. Pick it up. You, you could fit 262 trillion Earth's golf balls inside a beetle, whatever you want to call it. Holy cow. Okay, okay, everybody. 
Okay, wait, wait, we're still going, okay? You think that's big? You think that, and by the way, God breathed it into existence. Okay, let's keep going. Here we go, ready? Bigger than that is Musefi. Everybody say Musefi. It's fun to say. It's like Musefi. Okay, Musefi is 3,000 light years away. It would be like lining up golf balls, if Izzy lined up golf balls of the Golden Gate Bridge times two, okay, two Golden Gate Bridges, listen to this, 2.7 quadrillion Earths inside of Musefi. And if that's not big enough for you, the largest star we know of right now is called VY, or YV, I forget, Canis Majoris. Oh, there we go. VY, Canis Majoris. One golf ball equals, would be the height of Mount Everest, which is six miles high. Listen to this, just to give you an analogy. You could cover the entire state of Texas in golf balls, 22 and a half inches high, and that would be how big V.Y. Canis Majoris is. And boys and girls, God breathed them into existence. Izzy, good job. Thank you. Now, all that to say that it's crazy because God breathed these into existence. God of the universe. And I need you to understand as we move forward that God was never created. God always has existed. This is God, the creator of things where something that is so, so hugely big and he just breathed it all into existence. God is the creator of all things and because he created all things, that means that he created all truth. And that means he set into motion everything that is unchangingly true, all absolute truths he set into motion. And guys and girls, listen, look at me. They're unchanging truths. That means no one can change them. That means no matter what someone tells you in this world differently, if God set it into motion, if God made it to be true, an absolute truth, it cannot change. Somebody give me an amen. amen. Let's go to number three. Because this is what's super cool, and I love the skit. Y'all love the skit this, uh, with Theo? Okay, so this is what I love that's going to help teach us is, is, is this is where it gets cooler. Um, and it's going to be on the basis of a lot of the absolute truths that we talk about the rest of the week. Go back to John 1.1. 1, 1. Go back to John 1.1. 1, 1. I know, I lost my place too. Shame on me. Bad, bad speaker. Okay, John 1.1. 1, 1. Okay, because I want to go back to this. Remember, it said... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See, we didn't answer the question when we read that, who or what is the Word? I mean, because that's a weird word to use right there, the word word. Everybody knows that a bird is a word. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. In fact, l listen, let Let's read the rest of this to help us understand. And I need you to listen real carefully to what we're reading right now because it's going to answer the question, but I need you to pay attention, right? Here we go. John 1, 1 through 5. I'm going to read it all, okay? It says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him 
was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and, that, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Interesting. So uh, let me ask you, though, um, what did you hear in this passage that I read, something about the word that we see from here? I don't want to give you an answer. Don't give me an answer if you just think you know. I want it to be right here from the Bible. You tell me what we just read. What, what did we hear about the word? Yes, go. Okay, the word was a person because he was with God in the beginning. So we can assume that it's a person. Okay, that's good. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, in the beanie, go. The word, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, so where is that? It says, and the word was God. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right there. Dude, you in the glasses, yes. He was in the beginning. Did you all catch that? So whoever this is, whoever the word is, it's a person, he's God. He was there in the, be- he was there in the beginning. Interesting. Put your hands down, because y'all got this pretty good. Uh, he was there in the beginning, so we know that the word is God. Let's continue on, because I think you all know who the word is, but let's just, let's just let the scripture teach us, okay? Go, go to verse 9. Go to verse 9. John 1, 9. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh of man, but of God. And the word, oh, this is where it's going to get good. And the word became flesh, And dwelt among them, that means that it came and lived with them, and we have seen his glory, glory as only the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out that it was he whom I said, whom he has comes after me, ranks before me, because he was before me. From For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace, for the law was given through Moses. Oh, here we go. You ready? Are you ready? Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made himself known. So shout it out with me. Who is the word? Jesus, Jesus, right? Jesus. It says right there, Jesus Christ is the word. Jesus is God, which is crazy because that means that what this says right here is that Jesus was there in the beginning, that Jesus created all things, that Jesus is eternal, that Jesus was never created, that Jesus has always existed. Look at Genesis, or just, I'm going to read it from here. Look at Genesis 1:26, and I'm almost done here. Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Did you catch that? It didn't say just God made. It says in our likeness. See, what's really crazy about this, and I don't have time to really flesh this out, boys and girls, but there is one God. How many gods is there? One. But God exists in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so when God says that, that we, that, that we created God in our image, that we created things in our image, 
then what that means is that Jesus was there. I need you to understand that God exists as the Father and as Jesus and as the Holy Spirit, and they are all equal. Three persons equally one God. How many gods? Just one. And so that's our final absolute truth for the night. I'm going to finish with this. Is that Jesus existed at the beginning with God in full equality with him. Write that down. Jesus existed at the beginning with God in full equality with him. Boys and girls, Jesus was not created. He didn't begin his life when he came to this earth. Jesus is God, and he always has been. Now, this is going to be an important building block as we continue on throughout the rest of the week. But I needed you guys to remember, for now, just know that God has always existed. He's the source of all truth, and Jesus is God. Bow your heads and let me pray. Okay, Daddy, here we are. And we got a full week ahead to just learn from you. And, and we do just ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to speak to us. But I thank you, I thank you so much for absolute truths. And as we're going to talk about, as these regular truths, it, it, it's hard to understand and they can be changing. Your absolute truths that you put into motion will never change. And so we can trust them. So thank you that you exist, that you are the source of all truth. And that your son, Jesus, is as much God as you, that he is God with you. And so for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.